0: Welcome wrestling fans to WrestleWolf, I'm your host Damian Gibson. Today on the podcast we'll be updating uh, the contract status of quite a few AEW wrestlers, Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling returned to New York with Rumble on 44th Street, NXT's Halloween Havoc, and a full recap, review, and ratings of every match on AEW Weekly Television. Let's get into it. Hey guys uh welcome back thanks for giving us a first second third fourth chance um quite a bit to get through on this episode and uh want to keep it snappy so uh let's do that i apologize for the podcast being a couple of days late um there is a guy in me and kelly's apartment building that uh, not only is renovating, I think he's renovating his kitchen, but he's just choosing the most annoying hours to, to do it. To be fair to him, the noise has not been as bad as I thought it would be, but it's enough to not be able to record the podcast without it driving you guys insane. But he'll start the band soaring and the hammering and stuff on like a Sunday at like four o'clock in the afternoon. And then keep going until seven o'clock. Like it's just, it's just insane. It's just insane. Anyway, so um, we've had two public holidays essentially down here in Melbourne, Australia, in the last two days. And of course, this guy's been going hell for leather. So this is the first opportunity I've been able to do a relatively professional sounding podcast. The content can't necessarily uh, give you a guarantee on that, but um, sound wise. Trust me, I drive myself insane on that. Uh, look, first and foremost, let's talk about New Japan Rumble on on Forty Fourth Street. This was um, has been advertised as like a a proper New Japan uh, event. New Japan is if you don't know anything about New Japan, it, it's quite difficult to sort of. Well, not difficult, but it, it's a it takes a bit of time to work out everything that's going on. I suppose the best way to explain it is that. The Japanese brand of New Japan this is just called New Japan Pro Wrestling. The American brand of New Japan Pro Wrestling is called New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. So, uh, based off strong style, all that kind of stuff. So, this wasn't branded as a as a US New Japan thing. It was a proper New Japan thing. And look, you got some uh, big name uh, guys across um you know like in the main event you had uh okada jay white juice robinson but jay white and juice robinson have shown up on impact (laughs) so it doesn't necessarily mean a lot that they're in america wrestling um uh, you got um uh, suzuki minoru suzuki had a great match with clark Connors. um you know, but the the Japanese guys that you did get were kind of more your shooter, your Murno, uh kind of person who is a young lion or is sort of, um, yeah, you're a young boy, young lion who uh, is doing what uh, the Japanese called their travels. Uh, but still, a good pay-per-view. To, for full transparency, I haven't watched the last three matches. So the Stardom uh, women's match. Uh, with Kylan King, I, I just want to quickly give her um, big ups for she uh, was on the uh, AEW roster for the longest time. I think she might have been in NXT before that, uh, and did not get a look in. Really, I mean, she you know there was some matches on Dark and and things like that, but she was there for a long time. She was always in the front row with the Gun Brothers, making as much noise as possible. She's gone on to, to you know, she's worked every, like every time I go and watch something else that is in AEW, uh, Kylan's there. She's on NWA, Impact, now doing stuff with Stardom. She's obviously been told that she's not up to it yet. Um, and she did come back and have a championship match on AEW three or four months ago that Paul and I really rated. Um and it, it, from the sounds of it, I haven't got around to it yet, but it, it sounds like she had a really solid match uh, with uh, Iwatani, uh, Mayu Iwatani, the stardom uh, champion. So it's just great to see. I, I There's nothing I enjoy more than watching people work their way up through the industry. Ricky Starks is someone that I hold very close to my heart because I watched him on the initial incarnation of NWO, uh, NWA power that was on YouTube and stuff and hadn't been proliferated by so many um, interesting political viewpoints, put it that way. Um, looks like Clark Connors had a had a, uh, a uh, bomb burner um, with Minoru Suzuki, uh, which I'm looking forward to as well. So it looks like the last four matches I haven't got around to. But uh, if you're looking at some um, cage match, it's got a rating of 6.73 and those last four matches are all seven out of seven stars out of 10 or above so looking forward to to watching the rest of that just didn't get around to to watching it um go out and watch it it's only 30 bucks on fight or 30 bucks australian so i think that would be 20 bucks american um it's well worth it the one thing i would the only piece of a piece of advice the criticism I have is the camera work and the sound. It's something that the New Japan team in America really need to get right. There were three commentators on on the on the desk, and for the first two thirds of the pay per view, which I've watched so far, um, one of them I could not hear at all, and it's really frustrating. Like I think for the vast majority of people listening to this podcast or people who who love wrestling, you'll put up with this stuff to a point, but this is like the fourth or fifth American New Japan um, thing that I've watched and, and there's been some issue with either the the video feed cutting out or the sound cutting out um, I understand the budget would be small but you're not it's only it's only going to get smaller if you keep producing content like that but anyway New Japan get into it. Um, I mean the main event, uh, just to try and sell it a little bit more is Jay White and Juice Robinson versus Eddie Kingston and uh, Okada. I mean that that's a that's a big main event, um, really small venue. Uh, it's the Palladium on Times Square, so cool, really cool place. Um, but I, I can't imagine that the, it was more than a thousand people I'll just click on cage match here and see if they've got that information there uh, it doesn't look like it um it was small it was small either way another event that was in a small arena uh, of their own making was NXT's Halloween Havoc uh we've had a <laughs> essentially a ban on WWE um uh, product here for the last couple of years on wrestle i've since i've gone solo with the podcast i've tried to open that up a little bit um you know there's a lot wrong with wwe um but i think like anything in moderation it's probably okay as long as you're aware of the political problems with with the wwe like this morning i was hearing that there's a good chance that uh because of problems with iran the uh, crown jewel might even be called off so um that might be a good reset for wwe to be like let's get out of here um but anyway they're all about making money and they they do seem to do that very well halloween havoc i've never had a (laughs) I've never had an experience I didn't do full reviews or ratings like I'll do after the break for the AEW shows. I've never had more of an experience of like, oh yeah, this is fun. This is why I used to love watching WWE so much. And that and it's sort of like, you know when you would like uh you know when like sometimes you you might have a big night out and you like go to McDonald's or KFC that night or even the next day hungover and you bite into it and you've got your two piece feed or your Big Mac uh, value meal or whatever. And you bite into it. You're halfway through it and you're like, fuck man, McDonald's is so good. I I don't know why I don't eat this every day. And then by the end of the meal, you're like, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. I need to go. (laughs) I need to go and run 112 kilometers right now to punish myself for what I just did to my body. That's kind of how I felt about watching NXT Halloween Havoc. It's a little bit over the top, but it was literally how I felt. And I, I, I'll i go through the matches really quickly. We had uh, Wesley win the North American title ladder match. This was a very sort of indie style match. A lot of flippy dudes off the ladders. Uh, you know, WWE does the presentation really well. And I enjoyed this match. Apollo Crews versus Grayson... Waller, who is uh, an Australian, loving seeing how many Australians Aussie Open were on uh, Rumble on Forty Fourth Street. There's a thousand Aussies in in across all the American promotions at the moment, and it's really cool to see. As someone who has tried to support the local scene as much as I can, it's great to see Australians uh, doing so well. Um, you know, this is Australian Wrestling Podcast, so I should shout it out. I really enjoyed this match. It was a casket match. Kind of made no sense <laughs> that Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller would um, be having this kind of match. But it was a Halloween themed event. So cool. You know, like uh, I'm willing to let that stuff go. There was a theme and they were sticking to it. So great. Um, Apollo Crews got the win here, which was nice. Um and then this was around when things started to to fall apart. So the first two matches, I'm I'm really into. There was also a um, before we got to the next match, there was a cutaway sort of cinematic thing with Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction going to this haunted house where Alba Fire was, uh, and I loved all of that. Like I th- it was all spooky and Halloween uh, uh, themed, and I thought. Man, I'm having a ball watching this. And then we had the weapons wild match between Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade and this was atrocious. This was if I was if I was giving star ratings like I am for AEW after the break, this would have been a 1 maybe a 0.75. This was bad. And I understand it's their developmental Brand, although don't call it the de- de- developmental brand unless it gets beaten by aow in the ratings and then it is um, this was really bad and then uh julius creed versus damon kemp was nowhere near as bad technically but just kind of boring it would be another two 2.5 star match manny rose defeated alba fire in the end which i don't I suppose it's kind of building up Mandy Rose that she went all the way to this spooky haunted house and then Albify dragged her all the way back to, you know, the old Randy Orton um, Bray Wyatt <laughs> thing where they're like taking cabs to get from the spooky house back to the, the arena. Mandy Rose is um, a very attractive woman. She's been the NXT women's champion for about a year and, WWE seem to like to do this now, have very long runs with people that they're trying to push. And so Mandy Rose defeated Alba Fire, who I think it was uh, had been the NXT UK Women's Champion previously. So uh, I don't know. It just felt like a bit a. there's been such a big build-up to this. I was like, oh, Alba Fire's going to beat Mandy Rose, and then it didn't. And it, there was also a screwy finish, and that was around the time where I was like, ah, yeah. Here's all the same disappointments that I remember from watching WWE in the past. And then the main event was Brombreaker versus uh, Isla Drogonoff and J.D. McDonough. Um, you know, look, this was fine. Brombreaker was always going to keep the, the belt. It's, it, um, I don't know, I would have given a 2.5 out of 5 stars for the whole thing. It was fine, you know? Um, interesting for me to come back into WWE and watching that event. Um, I was going to watch Extreme Rules. No, yeah, Extreme Rules, and I just never got around to it. I know the next thing is Hell in a Cell, which I'm not a massive fan of Hell in a Cell because I, I think Hell in a Cell should be just a match on a pay-per-view because then we end up having like three Hell in a Cell matches and it devalues the gimmick. But anyway um i'll probably that'll probably be the next time i dip my toe in the water um with wwe will be that hell in the cell pay-per-view um look there's there's definitely um yeah i thought Alba Fire is someone that can be used more in the future um bron breaker needs to become bron steiner or whatever and um and brought up to the major leagues eventually he sounds and looks so much like his dad it's it's crazy to me also little elements of his uncle as well but you know look was it the worst thing i've ever watched in my life absolutely not the first hour or so was, or 50 minutes was really enjoyable so um it's nowhere near as bad as it was when i stopped watching it two and a half years ago um, but it's it is kind of interesting to watch other promotions in comparison to AEW for example it does really give you a much greater appreciation (laughs) for how well they're doing things over there. Uh, Look that's the halfway point let's stop here for a break and I'll come back after the break and we'll have uh, full recaps reviews and star ratings of AEW Dynamite and Rampage. Imagine this your kick is lining up for an onside kick the chances of regaining possession slim the stakes are high and the tension is higher your pulse is racing he kicks as you're on the edge of your couch and you watch as the ball lands you make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers right now new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, I like... Uh, look, I'm going to keep going with this. I'm going to go with the Giants. Get on the Giants. Any, any, Any Giants match... Put it on there. Uh, and to make things even sweeter, uh, also, you can bet on AEW and WWE in DraftKings. So, like, you know, if you don't know anything about NFL, which, why not get into it by putting a bet on a game and having some fun? Uh, but if not, man, like, jump on and do some WWE, AEW betting. Uh, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on st- stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code T-P-P-N to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code T-P-P-N. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, gang. Uh, Let's talk AEW. Uh, What a return to form this week. Rampage, super, super solid. Dynamite, superb. Um, On the back of news about... um, Well, yeah, kind of this was... So there was a Young Bucks promo on Dynamite, Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega promos. So I would expect to see them um, at least by full gear. Um, And then also everybody in the House of Black the day after Dynamite tweeted the same thing. Um, So, again, I think we should expect to see the House of Black. Back by full gear um and miro also is uh supposedly will be back on television uh before full gear as well so that's eight top line wrestlers that will be back on tv before the next pay-per-view which is in three weeks time two weeks time um So that's super exciting. I think we probably have to come to terms with the fact that CM Punk will not be back on AEW Wrestling. There's now whispers around Twitter that he'll go to WWE. I cannot see. I think there's more, there would have been more chance of Punk going to WWE with Vince in charge than there is with Hunter in charge. Uh, And unless, you know, unless. I mean, they're both a lot old. I mean, they're ten years older than they were when they weren't getting along at the time. So, and, and WWE, the kind of business that would like have no problem with doing business with Punk, especially if a minute fuck over fucked over AEW. Um, I, I've very much been of the mind of like, I think AEW does things so differently, so much more interesting than than WWE. This summer has been tough. There has been a lot of booking decisions that I haven't been in favor of. Um, There's been a a lot more reliance on things that I'm not a huge fan of, like unclean finishes and things like that. It seems to be disappearing more and more each week, which is good. Um, And it's kind of uh, this news of all of these guys coming back is almost at the exact wrong time because we We're starting to see uh, a real sort of consistency of storytelling around two sort of major stories, which is the um, Jericho Appreciation Society versus uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Moxley versus MJF and everything sort of going around that um but look let's let's get into it i'll go through the results and star ratings for the week and then we can sort of have a bit more of an in-depth chat about things we started dynamite um with uh, actually in the blog i used to give the uh, percentages for ticket sales at uh, last week it was around uh, 68%, which was a big jump up on the week before with Rampage in Florida. Still not great, but I would expect to see those numbers uh increase. Um I, I think once winter comes along, um, and also once we start to get those stars back into back onto to TV, especially the Bucks and and Kenny and um Malachi Black, I think though you can't underestimate how much, and, and mirror, underestimate how much those guys would will drag people through the door. Um, CM Punk's a big hole. It's going to be hard to fill. I think there are people out there that you could organically do that with. I think Will Ospreay is one. I think Jay Wyatt is another. Uh, Juice Robinson is a very long-term person that you could... I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not saying Juice Robinson's going to be in the next CM Punk. That sounds ridiculous, but I, I definitely think Jay White has the ability to be that. Definitely think Will Osprey has the ability to to be somewhere up there. So I would just be uh, look uh, paying out Punk's contract. God knows how much that is, but it's not going to be cheap for Tony. But I think unfortunately, you try and leave things on as good a terms as possible with Punk pay him out, make sure he gets his money, and then move on. Um, but, yeah, we the, the two major storylines were that. And we started off with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society versus BCC here. We had uh, Wheeler Utah and, and uh, Claudio Castanelli defeat uh, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia. I gave this 4.25 stars out of 5. And um, it was just because it was a really fantastic match, and I probably gave it half a star for for the finish. I, finally, we got to see some uh, some members of the BCC beat the Jericho Appreciation Society, but also it set up Uda to be able to go and have the confrontation that he did next with with Brian Danielson. Basically saying, "Hey, man, fuck! Like you've spent all this time worrying about Daniel Garcia, and I was here the whole time. Like, fuck you." Um, and that's exactly what happened. And I also love the way that they set up this promo. Brian Danielson's being interviewed essentially at the uh, Mongo position, which is what AEW is calling the Gorilla position now uh, for a, a late crew member, which is very nice. So Brian's being. Interviewed there, and then Utah and 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 uh, I keep kind of calling him Cesaro, Claudio, come off from from out in the ring, and Brian's right there. So there's a natural reason for those two to, to um, interact, right? It, it probably makes more sense to have people who are confrontational have their promos there because a big criticism of AEW, even from people like eddie kingston and chris jericho on camera is that you can't cut a promo in AEW without someone else coming in and, and interrupting which is kind of the nature of wwe storytelling but it, it, it just doesn't it's just dumb it's just one of those things like watching a television from side on or <laughs> You know, cutting a promo and another person comes in halfway through. Um, it, it just, you know, there's sort of little wrestling things that we all get used to, but they don't make any sense. Yuta basically yells at Brian Danielson, um, and uh, Claudio's the voice of reason here. He's like, Brian's going to go out and win his match, and then we're all going to talk about our problems here like grownups, uh, which I feel like is a little dig at the elite and Punk. Um, not bad. And I was like, oh, man, you know, this is like Punk got referenced two weeks ago. The Elite got referenced last week. Now the Elite have been referenced here. Are they all coming back? And we get a promo of the Elite uh, showing action shots of Matt, Nick Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, and then they dissolve. Um, like, what happened? Everything used to be so great. And, duh, duh, duh. and Hangman Page was in there as well. So I, I just wonder if we're going to get a heel turn from hangman and get the elite back um i think that would be great uh and then we we sort of got jump straight back into the bcc versus jazz storyline with um there's a jazz promo this promo was fine there's 12 people on camera but the mic was uh having issues Oh, the Eater Sorry, the Yeter and Brian promo gave five three point five stars out of five. The Elite promo video package I gave three point five stars out of five. This this Jericho Appreciation Society Mike dropping out two stars. Next up, we got Swerve and our Glory versus FTR, um, uh, the Acclaimed and uh, the Gun Club at ringside, dressed up as FTR, which I'll never get sick of. This match was so close to getting a five star rating it's not funny I gave it 4.5 stars out of out of five. I really liked the um the gun Club holding uh Cash Wheeler back um, so he couldn't help out Dax for um, the acclaimed to win um, and essentially get the the shot at um, the acclaimed. Uh, we got a Saraya or a Brit promo. Eh, two point five stars out of five. Uh, MJF promo here. I, I gave uh four point five stars. Just brilliant as always from MJF. Uh, Matt Tabin and Wardlow promo uh, video package here. I gave it two point seven five stars out of five. It's th- There was something here between these two. Wardlow's gone a bit stale, and it's not Walt Wardlow's fault. I mean, you think about when he um, won the TNT Championship, uh, he w- was so hot. Like, beating MJF, winning the TNT Championship, he was essentially maybe the hottest wrestler on, on AEW's books. And he is not that anymore. In fact, I would go as far as to say is this might be the worst TNT run we've had. Um, and uh, that is not Wardlow's fault. I mean, he's he's doing tag team wrestling with Samoa Joe. He's, he's fucking having ridiculous contract segments with Mark Sterling. You know, if you wanted to, you spent all this time building up Wardlow as this big physical threat, wouldn't you now just like cement that by having him have a baby face run for three to six months with the belt beating people clean in the ring so you can see that he can wrestle, you know? I, I, I just, again, I understand, you know, people will come straight at me and be like, it's because he got so many people, he's got to put on TV. That's not my problem as a viewer. Tony's contract uh, mismanagement or roster mismanagement is not my fault. I shouldn't have to make allowances as a viewer because management couldn't do their job properly. I just, yeah. Anyway, th- this promo was fine. Something needs to happen with Wardlow soon because um, he's cold. He's really, really cold. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson won this match. This was a 4.5 star races match as well. Brilliant, brilliant wrestling match. And uh, the vast majority of that came from Brian Danielson. Although I will say, Sammy Guevara in ring is. Very, very good, but um, Jesus Christ is unlikable. He is so unlikable, and not, you know, he did a lot in this match for me to be reminded, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's wrestling, and it's not really who he is, and um, but it, but it is who he is because he keeps getting punched backstage for mouthing off to people, so um yeah maybe a little bit less of that a little bit more of this and and I could see why Sammy Guevara is is a pillar but he's not a pillar in my book this match was was stupendous Brian Danielson winning was the only correct booking decision that could happen here let's get him winning a few more matches uh you know, maybe get him uh, leaving the the BCC and uh, challenging for that AW title and putting the belt on him. Um, although I, I I unfortunately think he's going to win the Ring of Honor title, which will be a nice moment for like five seconds, and then it'll be like, uh, So Brian Danielson has the third most important belt on AEW tv behind the tnt belt and the men's belt or maybe fourth behind the women's belt as well Uh, i do like uh yeah just uh, anyway this match was stupendous so i I, I shouldn't be catastrophizing about what might happen it's just nice to see danielson win clean and move on uh, Ray is Christian and Orange Cassidy have a promo um, essentially uh, advertising that the um, All-Atlantic match that will happen on Rampage, 2.75 stars out of this. Although I will make the point that the All-Atlantic Championship has already been elevated in two weeks by Orange Cassidy compared to Pack holding it. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Another great match here. Fantastic match. 4.25 stars out of five. Uh, and again, you know, uh, matches are always going to get higher ratings from me than promos because um, I think in AEW that's probably what they do best. The in-ring stuff is really what's a standout. And then the promos are usually pretty good and then sometimes amazing. Um but, yeah, this match, uh, the the girls knocked it out of the park. It's probably the best women's match I've seen on Dynamite since Thunder Rosa left. And uh, just really sort of pointed out, like, what can happen when you give the girls who can actually wrestle time on TV and you book it clean? um yeah you know, Jamie hayter winning here was great um would love to see more of that Eddie Kingston promo uh he sort of uh they're asking like he's being asked about the Mox versus Penta uh, championship match because he's best friends with both of them uh but he also is kind of like hey leave me alone and there's this continuing storyline of all his friends are worried about him uh, and I think we're going to see a heel turn for Eddie Kingston, which, great. Uh, face Eddie, heel Eddie, I don't care. I just want to see more of him on Dynamite. Uh, Darby Allen a Jay Lethal promo, uh, three stars. I thought this was really good as well, uh, leading up to their match. Um well, Yeah, like they're continuing their feud. Three stars out of five for that. Three stars out of five for Eddie Kingston's promo. And then we got Mox versus Penta for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. 4.5 stars out of five for this. um, Another fantastic match. Hard hitting. Jesus Christ. Some of the chops that these guys were delivering to each other was uh, (laughs) just off the chain. I mean, I can't reiterate how much i enjoyed this dynamite on numerous levels there was a continuous there were two main themes story-wise throughout the the um throughout the show which was uh mox and mjf and, and Jazz versus BCC, as I said at the beginning of the review. But also the vast majority of the show was longer matches and shorter promos, and I really appreciate that. The vast majority of the matches were one clean. I really appreciate that. And also the pairings that happened, those guys were allowed to tell a story in the ring. I mean, if you look at uh, my... Uh, star ratings for the actual matches we've got 4.25 we've got 4.5 we've got uh, 4.5 4.25 and 4.5 there wasn't any real match here that um, had a poor rating Uh, they were all above four stars so really enjoyable and fantastic dynamite and they allowed the people who are good at promos to do promos mjf eddie kingston um <laughs> Britt Baker, uh jericho um yeah so uh, i saw some reviews about oh, it'd be great to have the elite back to break up the monotony of dynamite i actually think that the monotony that these reviewers are talking about is what i've actually been desperately craving is some structure in the storytelling and also the, the layout of the show and that the last few weeks that has returned, especially this last week on dynamite. So if you've kind of tuned out the last few months, uh, get back into it because it's, you're really starting to see some fantastic work again, even if you're just watching dynamite, although rampage this week, really good. So let's jump into that, um, And have a quick look. Rampage, we started with Mox. uh, Ah, no, sorry. We started with Keith Lee versus Serpentico and then Swerve uh, promo. All of this was was four stars. Um, Essentially we're building up the Acclaimed versus uh, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve. Um, storyline but we also got this like insane uh, (laughs) insane heel turn from Swerve who had kidnapped Billy Gunn and then legitimately cut off two of his fingers with uh, garden shears we didn't see that but it was implied so uh, I will be really interested to see how they write their way out of this I hope it's just committed to that Billy Gunn now is missing two fingers this is the kind of soapy storytelling that I love in my wrestling and I I really loved this and it really escalates Swerve as a psychopathic villain we haven't really had that in AEW like that was malachi black was meant to be that but we saw so little of it that it didn't really matter mjf is kind of betrayed that way but he's really more just like a weasel um this legitimately was like oh holy shit swerve has sort of jumped to the front of the queue as like the baddest bad guy on on AEW. uh next up we got another jazz promo i mean i am even though this was 2.75 stars out of five uh, the Keith Lisa Pentico swerve promo four stars out of five. Great. Loved it. I I think we've probably seen enough of 12 Jericho Appreciation Society members talking to the camera, um, especially seeing it's on both shows every week. I I don't, we don't need to see Jericho all the time. Um, I, I think if you actually gave, some other people, the opportunity you'd find that the ratings would not change that much. I'm not saying you get rid of Jericho at all; that would be insane. But I, and I understand there's been a a period of consolidation after the Elite and Punk stuff. But you know, I'll keep bringing these names up: Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Danhausen. You know, these are entertaining people who are just sitting there. That you need to bring back on TV. Uh next up we have Ty Mello versus Madison Rain. 2.25 stars out of five for this. This was not good. Ty Mello and uh her little mate Anna Jay are not good in the ring. And uh, I do not want to have to watch them training on national television. If they're not up to if they're not up to the standard wrestling wise, then okay maybe it's time for them to go off to impact or power or new japan or stardom well not new japan but stardom and and learn their craft because uh, (laughs) how many how long do we have to give these two to improve it's been three and a half years and they haven't so you know uh Ethan Page promo he's talking about how he wants to be involved in the heavyweight title picture and I agree with him I think that's great three stars and then we had Matt Tavern defeated by Wardlow for the TNT championship 3.5 stars I thought the match was good more importantly this is exactly where Wardlow should be every week the TNT title was the television title and I think that's completely been forgotten about Um, so it was nice to see that uh just going back to basics that's essentially what happened on both shows this week with tony's booking and I, and i just really liked it i really really appreciated it um you know rampage was still a bit shaky especially in the middle there the the jazz promo and ty Mallow, madison rain uh, but the vast majority of it was was fantastic uh well not fantastic but very good very good and dynamite was superb um all right well i'm gonna leave that there guys we'll be back i'll have a uh newer episode or the next episode will be out sooner rather than later gonna try and get them out monday morning from now on australian time so it'll be sunday afternoon-ish uh american and british time uh, i really appreciate everyone sticking by us and 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 uh continuing to listen to us uh, with all the changes that have been happening recently um so look thank you if you think that i uh, deserve it you can rate and review me on apple Podcasts. that would really help or good pods wherever you listen to your podcasts Uh, but until next week brother friends thank you for listening and good night